When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We take a look at Auburn's wide receiver room on this live edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Let's go. Let's go. What's up, Auburn family? I hope everybody's having a good week. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined like I am every single time by my guy, Blake Lane. Blake, fat Tuesday at Mardi Gras today. I'm I'm just glad that you that you're sober. I'm just glad that you're with us, baby. You doing OK? Yeah, Dustin, I don't uh, I don't really get into the parades that much. I do get into the balls, uh, but, you know, work comes first, baby, mm-hmm. and, and I got to be there. But I know everybody in Mobile is having a blast. Stay safe. Uh, you know, we don't want any of that funny business going down in our city. Uh, so I know it's a big deal down here, and I hope everybody has a blast, Dustin. Yeah, that's a T-shirt right there. I don't get into the parades, but I do get into the balls. Let's get, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here and see what everybody's up to this evening, man, before we talk about some Auburn football. Auburn Dad for Life just became a member. And speaking of the members, I'm dropping videos, Blake, this week, probably sometimes maybe two or three a day for the members uh, starting tomorrow. Check y'all's feed out. We got a tons and tons of content dropping for you guys. Our guy James Burnett is in the house. Our guy Chris is in the house. Our guy Blake is in the house. The usual faces, Blake, they are all here. Our guy Michael popping in as well. So War Dan Meagle to everybody, man. Good crowd coming in here already. We are happy to do it. What we're going to do tonight, we are going to take a look at the Auburn wide receiver room. Basically, um, kind of taking it, we're going to do is look at every position going into the spring, right? And talk about who needs to step up this spring, who maybe will be in that portal coming out of the spring um who are some big time who are some of the newcomers coming in that can maybe take a jump who are some of the leaders in that room we're just going to take a look as we go through as we get closer to a day here just take a look at every single room we're going to start with the one that has been the topic of discussion because frankly i think that as we've got into the 21st century here auburn has been about the only team that has not really got into the 21st century in the passing game. And then, Blake, we talked all summer last year about our expectations. We broke down numbers of Hugh Freeze's offenses in the past, and we said it's going to get better because it's never not got better anywhere Hugh Freeze went. And then he made the decision to not run the offense for the first time, and that kind of set us back a little bit. Or, mm-hmm. or I, would, I don't know if I say set us back would be the right word, but it didn't propel us forward the way we thought it was going to be. So before we kind of look at the room and all that, and we've already got some questions popping in here in the chat that we'll get to, just um, your overall thoughts as far as now Hugh Freeze is running the show. we got to get more production out of the receivers now, right? 
We have to, and I think he brought in loads of talent to get it done. Even if you look at the the transfer portal with the Robert Lewis kid from Georgia State, you're bringing in a guy that caught 70 balls last year. All right, I mean, he had 877 yards receiving with seven touchdowns. Like, you're bringing in productivity, a guy that's played a lot of college football, you got Cam Coleman. I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't know how much more excited we could be about that. You got Perry Thompson. I wish Perry would have been an early enrollee, but he'll get yeah, there in the summer and he'll start grinding. Bryce Kane, we got to watch him uh, numerous times this fall, and I couldn't be more excited about a kid who just started playing football two years ago. I mean, yeah. kid is talented. He's a burner. Uh, he's going to make big plays, as you've already heard in practice. Uh, I mean, he's already showing out for you. So, you know, you, you return guys like Jay Fair, uh, Caleb Burton, all these guys. I just feel like Hugh Freeze can get his hands on these guys and he can run his offense. All you need is somebody to step up in the quarterback room. Uh, you picked up some big pieces on the offensive line. So, hmm. I think I think it's there, Dustin. Like it's got to be there in year two, right? Like you got it. You got to push forward, and you can't. What did Auburn average last year on offense? Twenty twenty two points a game or something like that. I don't it, even know, man. It, it was bad. We got, we, we got all summer to talk about it. Yeah, I think in SEC play, it was something like it was bad. We're was gonna pull bad. up the stats in just a minute for the returning wide receivers. It's bad. That's bad. That's <laughs> yeah. bad. So. Yeah, it was bad. So I, I think it's got to get better. I, I feel like Hughes got to get that RPO, and, and he's got to just stick with it. Stick with it week by week. It can't be something different. I think that's what the fan base is wanting to see. Is <clears throat> excuse me, week by week. It can't be this, and then the next week it be this, and one week it looks like you're just absolutely lost, and then you go to Fayetteville. And it looks like, hey, Hugh Freeze has got his hands all over this thing. And then you get to New Mexico State, and it's like, hey, man, what happened? You know, what is this? So I think Hugh's got some work to do. I like what he's doing with the staff. He's bringing in people that he's familiar with. He's bringing in elite recruiters. Uh, I think we upgraded on the coaching staff. So I think year two has got to be – a substantial jump. Uh, I think you got to put up the yards. I think you got to get six and you got, you just got to improve, man. And, and we need, we need somebody to step up in that quarterback room. I know it's, it's tiring and we hate yeah. talking about it, but you have to have somebody in that room step up and say, Hey, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be the one to lead this offense and, and throw the ball to these guys and, and throw them open, throw them open. You know, and and hopefully these young receivers they can uh, they can help that quarterback out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think Blake that when you, the team like we're talking about wide receiver room, but the team as a whole, look at the way that they played. They went three and zero, then they lost four in a row, then they won three in a row, then they lost three in a row. Like just it, the wide receiver room team, all in all, right? Just consistency was a major issue. Yep. So, um, and you talked about Hugh having his hands all over the offense. That it looked that way in an Arkansas game. It looked that way versus Mississippi State, and 
I think that he was he had his hands in the Mexico State thing. I think that just for whatever reason, we just got mauled up front that yep. day, and receivers didn't matter. And then in the Maryland game, I don't think Hugh had a whole lot to do with it because early signing day was coming up, and he was really focused on recruiting, and it went back to looking like what it looked like when Philip Montgomery was in there. So when you have guys that aren't necessarily the best at getting open, you're going to have to scheme them open. And throughout Hugh's career, he's done a good job at that. It just we, – we, we've, we've spoken nauseam. And everybody else has to about the just the they, Hugh and Philip weren't together, right? So uh, we got some real questions, real quick, Blake, and then I want to get over here and kind of look at the stats, man, from the guys that are returning. Uh, little brother hopping in here, Tyler, asking which returning wide receiver will have the big will take the biggest leap next year. That is the question, Tyler. So I'll I'll use that as our transition to get over here because somebody's gonna have to, brother. Let's look at the stats. From our returners, Coy Moore will be a senior next year, three receptions, 24 yards. Camden Brown, who will be a junior, we thought he was going to take that big jump this year. Is he the answer to the question, Tyler? Is it now? It's now or never for Cam, in my opinion. Ten receptions, 105 yards. Blake's guy, Caleb Burton, 16 receptions, 226 yards. Jay Fair, the leading returner with 33 receptions, 358 yards. The only returner with a touchdown. He has two touchdowns. So, Blake, of the guys that played for Auburn last year, caught a pass and are returning, those are your four guys, Coy Moore, Cam Brown, Caleb Burton, and Jay Fair. If my math is correct, which it was never my strong suit, 60 receptions, 679 yards, and two touchdowns we got a guy coming in from georgia state and robert lewis who had more than that by himself now it was over there in the sun belt and we all saw last year with a with a couple of guys that came in from g5 right might not you know might not translate uh that's tbd on robert lewis i'm not saying one way or the other on him but uh robert lewis coming in from georgia southern 70 receptions 870 yards seven tds i do want to make note um the georgia southern website had him at like 650 yards with 60 something receptions. And then, but ESPN and then Sports Reference had this at 70, 870. So I went with that one. Uh, went to seven touchdowns as well. Transfer from Georgia Southern. And then Sam Jackson, who we saw play quarterback for Cal. And now he's going to play his, you know, try his hand out at wide receiver, which he did in college. And we heard, you know, he did with Peyton Thorne. So, Tyler, who is going to take the biggest jump out of this? I'm going to steal Blake's point from all year. It's going to be Caleb Burton. He's the guy that we saw the most from. I think that he went from, you know, not playing at all to really showing out with the ones to the point where he started games at the back half of the season because he impressed in practice because he was doing the right things. And we all know by now we're deep enough into this Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze regime to understand that just doing the right things is going to get you a long way right now with where we're at as a football team. And uh, I think Caleb Burton – and look, the, the talent's there, right? It's not just it's not just that he's a, he's a hard worker. The kid was a former five-star wide receiver, you know, wants to play, saw a stacked room over there at Ohio State and said, let me come down to the SEC, still play high-level ball, but maybe get myself an opportunity where I can get on the field a little bit early. And he did that. He came on last year and, hell – Blake, I'll let you take over with the Caleb Burton here because you were the guy screaming, throw the ball to Caleb Burton. Yeah, I made a bold prediction uh, before the season last year that he would have 30 receptions. And he come on late he and came. got halfway there, man. So, right. I, the guy's an elite route runner. Uh, he's shifty. He can make people miss. He's always open. 
I mean, you can put the guy in a, in a phone booth and, and he's, he's open 24, seven, 365. Uh, he's got sticky hands. I, I think this is the guy that could really take over next year. And I think Jay fair could also be that guy. Hopefully he stays healthy this year and, and uh, he can stay on the field, but I, I, Caleb Burton, you got to look at his upside and just think, Hey, you get him and Cam Coleman and and Perry Thompson on the field, Malcolm Simmons and and these guys, Bryce Canes. This could be nasty. It could it could really be nasty, and it's something that Auburn probably hasn't seen, you know, in in a really long time. So, Camden Brown. I see people in the comments talking about Camden Brown. Like Dustin said earlier, it's it's do or die for Camden. It you got to you got to catch the football. You got to show effort. And I always go back to the the, the throw from Peyton in the uh, Texas A&M game. I think Camden, it was a third down, and I think he ran a little dig, and PT put it on his numbers and he dropped it. And then I, I go to the bowl game, Maryland, down the field, 50-50 ball. It just looked like there was no effort there. I don't, I don't know what was going on with Camden, but I know he's better than that. I've seen him make tough catches at Auburn. So I know the talents there just got to see it. I got to see it come out of you. And if you can get a great Camden Brown to step up with his size, we're leaving off Rivaldo Fairweather at the tight end position. This thing, this thing could really get nasty, Dustin. Like there's a lot of talent in this room now. And I know they're young. Like we pointed out, Robert Lewis coming in, Sam Jackson, the fifth look, you can take him and and say, "Hey, here's a gadget play." All right, let's let's run a reverse pass to Sam Jackson. Maybe maybe we we run him, we motion him, and and pitch it to him, and and he you know throws it down the field to Cam Coleman or something like that. Like there's there's options in this offense now. Um, I, I think Sam Jackson could be used as a weapon, you know, and and uh, get him out in space and just let him go. So. That there's potential in this room now, and it's something that we've lacked for a very long time, and it's something that's held the offense back. It's held recruiting back because you really look at, you know, when Gus and Harson were here, is who who wanted to come play receiver at Auburn? What what top ten receiver wanted to come to Auburn and play in that offense? It, now you're bringing in Cam Coleman's. Well, like he, didn't even say, he didn't even say hi to Ryan Williams at a visit right. one time. So yeah. that, that's a place yeah. apart. And you got to say hi to him and, to get him. And Perry Thompson, like Malcolm Simmons, you, you watch Malcolm Simmons highlights. It, yes, dude is unreal. Like that Alabama Mississippi All Star game, mm. kid is unfair. He's unfair. So I'm excited about the room. I, I, like I said, I want to see Jay Fair stay healthy. I think it's Caleb Burton. I think he is the real deal. And like I said last episode, I'm sorry that I brought up Ohio State, but anytime you get a kid from Ohio State, all right, and he's a receiver, I'm excited about him. And I think Caleb Burton is that dude. Yeah, for sure. Me and my little brother, uh, we've talked about Cam Brown a lot, so I'll give my thoughts, you know. And uh, he's talking to our guy, Big Jink, up there. Big Jink said that he thinks Cam Brown finally steps up. Tyler says, me too. Been a big fan of his from high school. He looks mentally lost out there, really pulling for the kids. So. Yeah, I agree with this 100%. And the thing that I'll say with Camden is you've had two staffs now, Harson and Hugh, 
that have both come out in fall camps, in spring camps, and said, oh, Camden's balling. Camden's that guy. It's all there. So obviously there's a disconnect. Obviously there's something that where it's not happening on the field. A lot of that's probably quarterback play, offensive line play, bad scheme. Like I, that caveat's given to every receiver on this list. I understand just how bad um, the offense as a whole was, and everything's got to work the right way for the receiver to even get the ball. So that that all goes. I do understand that Cam Brown has been in some pretty suspect offenses the last two years. But the reason I think we're so hard on him, Blake, is because one, you got to come back and fight for the football. I think I, you know, I think back to some of the, the A and M when you bring up yeah, there's some versus Maryland early on. Now again, to the point I just made, he looked a little bit different when Hank Brown was throwing darts out there. So you know, it, it all it all plays a part. But we have a high expectations with Cam because we've heard multiple staff say Camden Brown's a dog. We've all seen potential. We've all seen the flashes. We see the body type and all that kind of thing. So Cam Brown, there's guys coming in. You know, we'll talk about these freshmen coming in here in a second. And Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson, big boys. You see Cam Coleman, 6'3", 190. You see Perry Thompson there at 6'3", 205. These are big guys. So they're going to try to – they're going to do the same thing that, that Hugh wants Cam Brown to do. So if you're Cam, can you step up and be a productive receiver? Have 30, 35 receptions this year, you know, five, 600 yards, five or six touchdowns. Be in that area. You don't have to come out here, man, and have an All-American, All-SEC season and just light the whole world on fire. But be a be a threat in the red zone. Be a guy that in the red zone, the defense is going, uh-oh, Cam Brown, uh-oh, Rivaldo Fairweather, uh-oh, Jay Fair on the slot. Like, be that guy. Make them respect you. Fulfill that potential because, you know, a lot of us uh, know Cam Brown's story. So how are you not pulling for the kid personally? You know, yeah. what he's out there trying to ball out for his sister. So we're all pulling for him. Um, and he's got he's got the tools. One yeah. thing that we're not going to do here on this podcast, if, if we don't talk about somebody a lot, it, being hard on them or otherwise, is because you just don't have a lot of expectations, right? Like, I, look, listen, we've seen enough of Coy Moore. You're just, I'm just not going to be hard on Coy Moore because I'm not expecting a whole lot there. And and you know, and I'm not I'm not trying to be mean. Our guy Auburn Dad says I have a feeling that after A Day Moore will be a grad transfer, Brown and Fair, May Portal Hop. Yeah, I think that um I mean it's always still a possibility in this day and age. I never want to say anything's for certain, but I do feel and, and Camden Brown, it might happen, you know, if if Cam Coleman and some of these guys come in here and just ball out. But I, I feel like if Cam and Jay Fair were going to transfer, they would have done it at the first option. Now, you know, they might see, hey, we're, we're waiting to see how the spring goes and all that. But I feel pretty comfortable saying that there were some teams out there after Jay Fair and they were offering him some little NIL money. So if that was something that he wanted to do, he could have went and done that. I don't know if, if Cam Brown necessarily had the exact amount of teams kind of knocking on his door that Jay Fair did. But um, I, I think that those two guys right there might still they, – they, I think they still stay on the team after the spring. But Coy Moore might be a good option. He might he might grad transfer and then just not really have uh, you know have a spot in this room anymore. And he might go play somewhere where he can actually get some reps and, and get some film out there. I, I'm not sure Jay Fair transfers just because you were the you were the leading guy, 33 receptions, and I think you're going to be a, a, a focal point in the offense. Like I think you're going to be one of the guys. That that still gets on the field, you still get your run out there. I and where are you gonna go in that second portal window? Uh, and you're you're only you're gonna have a summer and a, and a fall camp to learn a new offense. And I, I agree with you, Dustin. On the the first window, might have been the better move. 
uh, for Jay Fair. So me, I think Jay Fair stays uh, because I do think he's going to be heavily involved in the offense. Uh, and I just don't know where you go. Do you take a step down and go to the Sun Belt or, or you know, something right. like that, you know? Uh, and you're just there's a there's a lack of time uh, in in fall camp and and summer workouts and everything. So you just you would be scrambling to learn a brand new offense and uh, you know you're you're transferring into a new program. I like uh, Jay Fair to stay and I like him to get his get his grabs, man. Yeah, for sure. So we know that Var is off to UCF, right? He led the team last year. Um, well, him and Jay Fair, they were the two leading receivers. So. Yep. Right there, those are some balls that are going to, you know, go to go to Jay, and I think back to an A and M game where he was wide open on a route and didn't, you know, just got missed. So my thing with Jay is, is that I, uh, I had a conversation with somebody. I'll, I'll keep the the name private, but somebody in the know, and I was like, hey, I've seen a lot of Bryce Gain, and uh, I know that Robert Lewis is productive, and how. Not saying that Jay Fair is going to like lose his job or get pushed out, but I just think that Bryce Kane and then and then, and then Bryce Kane steps onto the field in the in the bowl game practices and he and he shows out right. So I'm just like some of those reps might get divvied up because and Caleb Burton's a slot guy. Like yep. we do have some guy. Our best receivers are most right now are in the slot. And the point that was said back to me, something I hadn't thought about was on the field. Maybe so, you know. Maybe there is some Robert Lewis and Caleb and, and Jay and, and, and Bryce all kind of sp- split it up in the, in the slot. But the leader that he is in that room, a guy that has already been on campus for two years and a guy that has already been in the program, a guy that was in the offense last year, has been with Marcus Davis for a year and is the leading returning guy in the room, right? So, so he has the cachet because he has – He's got more yards and, and more receptions than anybody else in mm-hmm. that room. So when he says, this is the way we need to do it, y'all listen to me, those other guys will listen to him, mm-hmm. and now it's his room. Jay Fair is the leader in that room. So that's something that doesn't need to go um, unnoticed. That and we, But we know right now at Auburn how important it is to have leaders in each individual room to yep. show these young cats this is the way we're going to do this here. And we're going to talk about some of these young cats that are coming in in just a second because I'll be, I've been, I have made, have been shy about it. I think the, the new receivers are coming in and they're pushing some guys out. Or if they ain't pushing them out, they're pushing them down. They're pushing them down. So, but guys, before we do that, real quick, you can support us by supporting our sponsors. Go over to the barnersupply.com. The link is in the description. You want to help us out specifically, use that link. Go into the description and use that link. Go on there, man. They've got tons of gear. Baseball season starts this Friday. Y'all know how fired up we are about that. They've got tons of stuff from the baseball script. They've got a lot of unique merchandise over there. Our guy Matthew is a great, great guy. Um, I saw where recently Jazzy had bought some stickers for his truck. And then Matthew uh, said, no, no, buddy, I got you free of charge. Send them back to him. So really good guy over there, man. Support Auburn people. Go over there. The link is in the description, barnersupplycompany.com. We would love it if you did that. Also, like we mentioned earlier, for our members, tons of content dropping this week. We've got the JV squad. we got the varsity squad. Baseball season coming around the corner. Blake is going to be in here breaking this down. If you are a baseball head, I'm telling you the Uptempo podcast is the place to be. NCAA will be dropping within a couple months. We're going to have tournaments, 
online dynasties, all kind of stuff for you guys there. So I'm dropping recruiting update videos on the daily. Going to make some of those available for the JV guys just because we love you. So JV squad, varsity squad, check it out, man. You want to hop over there and be a part of everything that we have going on. I'm going to get to the comments real quick, Blake, before we talk about the young cats coming in. Connie says, I saw Jake Crane sporting a Barner hat. Yeah, listen, Love that. Every, that, that ball, they're, they're growing. As soon as, as soon as Matthew gets the stuff, he sells out of it. So you're going to want to go over there, man, click on that link and go check him out. And he's a, he is a great dude. I'm telling you, he is a really, really good dude. Um, he's a guy that you're going to want to support, and he's going to only grow. He's going to come up. He's doing big things. Good things happen to good people. Daniel says, thoughts on Auburn hiring Maurice Harris from Jackson State. I'm just doing more research on this one, Daniel. I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not up on this one today. Is it is it official? Uh, I, I saw somebody tweet it, but then in the in the thread said it hadn't been confirmed yet uh, from Jacksonville State, uh, the offensive coordinator, I believe. Uh, they they had a nice offense, uh, and he had worked yeah. with uh, he's worked with you in previous spots. So, like I said, it's it's just about being familiar with your staff and you getting people that he's comfortable with around him. And obviously he knows the offense that he wants to run. So I think that's always a positive if it is confirmed. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet. I haven't looked into it or anything like that. Yeah, we've been working all day, Danny, but we will definitely get on that, brother. Um, And so just look out later in the week. when If that happens, you know, we'll cover it and talk about it. Let's see. Uh, our guy Brett popping in and saying, what's up, fam? Just got home. What's up, Brett? We had to get to an early start time tonight, guys. Because we got an interview dropping here in a couple of days. Angela Crotchfeld, the mama of Auburn pitcher Zach Crotchfeld, who we will be interviewing shortly. So, again, baseball heads, this is the place for your content. We got player interviews yeah. dropping all this week, man. Zach will be the first to so stay on the lookout for that. Um, our guy Michael says, fair weather is going to be uh, – they were talking about leading receivers coming back, what receivers are going to take the next step. Yeah, Michael, we'll definitely talk about the tight end position and all that. Um, we're just we're separating them by position. But, obviously – the overwhelming majority of man, I'm just rough as I'm. I did the numbers today, so don't don't hold my feet to a fire on this. But Auburn had like 170 receptions last year, and 90 something were between tight end and running back. So, just yeah, for sure, Fairweather is definitely going to be involved, and uh, we all expect big things from Rivaldo next year. And I and me and Blake both love what he said post game in that Maryland game, and think that hopefully that propels this locker room to the next level, man. I think that's why Jarquez chose to come back. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he he wants to be a leader. After everything that happened in that off season last year, I think that he chose to come back because he wants to be a leader. He wants to put up more tape. I think he wants to get better catching the ball out of the backfield. And I think Jarquez mm-hmm. Hunter will be used uh, catching the ball out of the backfield and and growing as a receiver uh, and just uh, working on his craft. But it's it's about Rivaldo calling the team out, like Dustin said. You call your guys out, and all year we were searching for a leader. Hey, we need somebody to step up. We need somebody mm-hmm. to lead this team. And finally, in our last game of 2023, in the presser, Rivaldo says, hey, there's too many guys. There's too many guys in here that get away with short leashes. There's, there, there's too many guys in here that just they get away with things that just shouldn't happen. And that's accountability. Like 
You have to you have to show up to meetings on time. You have to show up to workouts on time. You want to be great? You want to make a, the 12-team playoff? Then do your job. Every person, all right? Do your job. Don't worry about what so-and-so is doing. You do your own job. You lean on your brother, and you get it done. Because we're tired of going six and seven and seven and five and eight and four. Dustin says it all the time. How long has it been since since we haven't went eight and four or less? Auburn has huh? lost at least four games every single year since 2013. Bang. There you go. 2013 was the last time we know we lost yep. to FSU National. So since 2014 on, at least four games every single year. And obviously three losing seasons in a row. Coming up on 10 years, folks. Like we're tired of it. We want leaders in the locker room, and and we want somebody to lead these young guys that are coming in because they're getting all the hype. But you got to have somebody in there to say, hey, the hype in the media is cool and all. Everybody's tooting your horn right now. Everybody's, you know, they got you up here on a pedestal. But I'm telling you, it's a different game than high school. So I like these guys coming back, Dustin. Yeah, for sure. Our guy Michael says, I think B. Kane, talking about Bryce Kane, will definitely show out. So let's talk about that. Let's get back over and look at some of these new guys real quick. The much, Harold, the much. Everyone's talked about it. Auburn's freshman class. The uh, Cam Coleman coming in, the five-star, depending on where you look. He's Trent goes back and forth with Ryan Williams after Ryan Williams reclassified as a top five receiver in the nation. And then who my, uh, Michael just mentioned in Bryce Kane, a guy that just shot up the rankings throughout his senior season. And then Perry Thompson and Malcolm Simmons, who I have in italic right there because they will be coming in in the fall. Cam and Bryce are already on campus and participating in workouts. And Bryce mm-hmm. Kane, uh, he made some noise during the, the bowl game practices, to your point, Michael. So, you know, the guys that have been rocking with us here for a while, you guys know that uh, we, me and Blake did a couple of member pods on Bryce Kane. We got to hit you guys over the head with Bryce Kane because we just we just felt like man, this guy is just going to pop. And at the time, he was rated as a three star, and uh, we were just going to these games, watching. We're like, there's just no way, man. This kid is an absolute freak. Speaking on Bryce, you know, it's been said a million times. You know the elite speed. You know his ability to go up and get the football, um, even at. 5'11", 160 pounds. He will go up a box of defender route, high point the ball. Um, the improvement he made from his junior season to his senior season shows the ability uh, and the willingness that he has to get into the lab and work. His route running improved even throughout the season. I would probably go to Bryce Kane game once every three or four games. And just every time I'd go, the route running had improved. He got a little bit better. There were several instances where he would drop the, you know, where uh, he would make a mistake and then bounce right back on the next drive and make up for it with a big third down conversion. I don't want to say several. It makes like he made a whole bunch of drops, but anytime he made a mistake, there was always a play that came uh, was coming soon after to bounce back. So, you guys know, man, I've I've said it a million times. I know I'm beating a dead horse here. Super, super high on Bryce Kane, and then I've said again, Cam Coleman, one of the just one of the best damn prospects that I've ever seen up close and personal. And that was five minutes into watching him warm up. I said, oh my god, this is just something. This is a guy that's going to go to the NFL and is going to ball out. So um, talking about these young guys, and I'll, I'll include – I know he's not a young guy, but he's a newcomer. We'll talk about – include Robert Lewis in this. I think with Robert Lewis, it's going to be interesting to see what's the what's the move. You know, is it, uh, is it a Shane Hook situation or a Jair Shorter? I don't think so because Shane Hooks was coming from D2. Jair Shorter actually didn't have a whole lot of receptions. What popped out was – 
the yards per reception and how many touchdowns he had. Um, but there was not like this this big, you know. I mean, you're looking at Robert Lewis, your 70 receptions for 870 yards, seven TDs. Like you were consistent. And yep. I remember going back and watching some of this stuff when he first committed, and it's really clean routes, really crisp. I think it's just a, a veteran guy who knows what he needs to do. And so I think he's going to get in there. I think he's going to crack the rotation pretty early. I think he's – I don't know a number yet on Robert Lewis. I kind of want to see more of him in the spring to kind of see how he goes up against our SEC defense, how he how does he do a whole spring against our our four- and five-star caliber DBs that we got back there. We're young in that DB room, Blake, but we got some dogs back there. So we're going to learn a lot about Robert Lewis just in spring. If, is he ready to make that next step? Um, I've, I've probably already said this before, so I'm going to say it again. And uh, if, if I didn't, I think that Cam Coleman will lead Auburn next year in just about every receiving statistic. Cam Coleman's going to be good his freshman year. He's going to be really good his sophomore year. He's going to be just incredible, a top-round, first-round draft pick his junior year, and that'll be it. Now, all that kind of goes, obviously, the things on the offense have to go the right way and injury and all that. But just off of his talent, that's my projection for Cam Coleman. He will be the best receiver the, the, the day that Auburn opens up spring camp. Cam Coleman is the best receiver on the field, and it might take 30 minutes for that to get established. That's how high I am on Cam Coleman. Those are my expectations on Cam Coleman. Um, I think that, yeah, it'll take time for him to get ready, to get used to the SEC and all that kind of stuff. And him getting ready is better than the majority of guys at their very best. That's just how damn good this kid is. So as far as the two guys that are the two freshmen that will be in here in the spring, I think they're both going to cracked a rotation early and i originally thought that bryce would maybe see the four to five games in red shirt but i don't feel that way now i feel like him coming in the bowl practice and making the name for himself and making some big plays listen a guy that could turn a slant route a six yard slant that could turn that into a 70 yard tutty it's hard to turn that down it's hard to keep that on the bench so i think bryce kane he's going to crack that rotation as well blake but i'm telling you Cam Coleman's going to lead Auburn in just about every receiving stat next year, and I'm I'm not even going to be shy about it. <laughs> it's hard to go against it, Dustin. Uh, he's an elite talent, an elite talent. And and you look at that list, I think, like I said earlier, I think a, a big problem Auburn has had is, is we haven't been able to stretch the field in mm-hmm. years past. We haven't had that home run hitter. Seth Williams was the last guy where, you know, you could you could really say that he could really get down the field, go up and get a 50-50 ball and take one to the house. But he was a one-route guy. I mean, he wasn't a great route runner. That's why he isn't in the NFL right now. So you look at that list with Malcolm Simmons, Bryce Kane, Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson. Perry Thompson is the one that I think he does need to work on his route running a little bit. Just, I'm not saying he runs bad routes. I'm just saying that he can get them a little bit more, a little bit more crisp, and and per, just perfect that part of his game when he gets to Auburn. But as far as an an elite, just specimen athlete, Perry Thompson hmm. is a dog. And we watched, what are we watching? Four times, three times, four times. I, I saw him three. I saw him three. Yes, I saw him four because I went and watched him play uh, Mary Montgomery. And that's where I had the little conversation with the guy. And he's like, oh, I'm glad that kid went to Auburn. He loafs all the time and he just walks <laughs> off the field. And I'm like, well, you know, he uh, he returns kicks. He returns punts. <laughs> he plays safety. 
covers. Uh, he plays wide receiver. Uh, yeah. They motion him into the backfield to take handoffs. What else you want the kid to do? You want him to go out there and kick field goals? I mean, <laughs> one of the best parts of Perry Thompson's game is his blocking ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, kid is a dog on the outside in the blocking game. And and I think that's also another area that Auburn has lacked at the receiver position. Our receivers mm-hmm. can't block. I, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. So – I just think, man, Malcolm Simmons, like I said earlier, I watch him, uh, every highlight tape of him, and I know, you know, a highlight tape, it only shows the great plays, but they're elite. They're elite. And I watched the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star Classic, and he showed out there, and he's just a freak athlete. It's something that we've missed. We we haven't had those dudes that can get down the field and make plays. Dustin said something last year on an episode where we needed that home run hitter where – you watch Auburn and it takes nine, 10, 11 play drives. Yeah. And you see, like, first first college football game of the year last year, Utah and Florida. Utah throws a 75 yard <laughs> bomb, first play. Bang, right in the bread basket. Tutter. All right. Auburn needs that. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to go on 12, 13 play drives and stall out. And kick, kick a field, field goal. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I want three play drives and right. us to hit us to hit a post and and you know score. That, right. that I, I miss that. I miss that. So I, I think you're finally getting the guys to to come in and you're getting the elite talent. And Bryce Kane, I can't say enough about him. He's two five one right down the street. <laughs> like I said, dude's only been playing football for two years. Mm-hmm. I've watched him play baseball. Another elite talent, and it's crazy the jump that he made from his first year, his junior year in high school. He had a problem catching the football. Like, we went to games, and I was just like, man, like, this dude, he's got it, but something's off. And then I hear, well, he's only been playing football for a year. I was like, man, like, that's crazy. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, this year, completely different player. Completely different player. Incredible. We were at a game earlier in the year, and we were watching him go up and get 50-50 contested balls down the sideline. I said, this guy right here is different. Not only can he catch the slant and and split the DBs and take it to the crib, but he can also go downfield and and, and go up and get it at 5'11". He's tough. He's tough, and, and he goes into traffic. I thought that was an area that he improved on uh, this year was going into traffic over the middle, making the contested grabs, those ones where you got that linebacker right there and you got to stare him down the barrel and hold on to the football. Bryce improved at that. I think this wide receiver room is loaded. Uh, I think there is special, special talent. It's just about – getting the guy in there that can make it all happen at the QB spot. And the talent's there. We just got to have somebody step up. And I really want that leader, Dustin, to be at quarterback because that's what makes it go, brother. And so it's – we need a competition and we need somebody to to take take the reins and take over. Just be the guy. Yeah. Mr. ODR100 says – 
He wants it to be Walker White. He says, we need Walker White. Look, I don't know if that's going to be this year. Probably not, just based off of, you know, how few we how many few you're going to see a, a true freshman start in the SEC at the quarterback position. But he's got to be that guy for Hugh Freeze long term. He definitely needs to be that guy. And Blake talks about that leadership. Walker White's got that. You're not worried about Walker White's intangibles. So with Walker, it's all about can he put it together on the field? Can that talent translate on the field? I'm not sure if coming from the level of ball he played at Arkansas, if he's going to be quite ready yet to come in as a true freshman. Would really would help Auburn out if Peyton Thorne was able to come in there this year and say, hey, look, I can be that guy that can get you to, to seven and five-ish, eight and four, and have a steady – look, man, be Chris Todd. Just be – just yeah. be 2009 Chris Todd. That's all you got to do. Nothing crazy. Let Jarquez do his thing. Let Demari do his thing. Jeremiah Cobb going to have a big breakout season, I think we all feel like. So you got talent there in the backfield. You you continue to improve on the offensive line. Just be that, that 2009 Chris Todd. You don't have to go win us games, but you can't be what you were in Nashville. You can't, you can't be that Peyton Thorne. That Peyton Thorne, we can't get. Uh, guys, get your last-second comments in here. If you have not, please do us a favor. Hit that like button. The thumbs-up button helps us out. Subscribe to the channel if you have not. We are on our way to 2,000 subs. Help us get there. Like I said, Barner Supply Company, the link is in the video. Go support them. Hit, join those memberships. If you have not, we were dropping the baseball content, like I said, all week, so be on the lookout for that. James says, don't sleep on baby goat. He's getting a lot of work with the wide receivers already. Just that you can't sleep on him. You no. can't sleep on him because the last time we saw Auburn play, three quarterbacks played. He played the best. So, definitely, I'm with you, James. You can't sleep on him. Blake, you got anything before we get out of here, bud? Yeah, with the quarterback spot, you're going to have a guy. You're going to have a guy transfer out. You're going to have a guy transfer out. I think that guy might be holding. Mm-hmm. You're going to see after after A-Day will tell you a lot. It will tell you a lot, and I think you're going to have a guy transfer out, and you're going to have a three-man a three man race. I think it's going to be between Peyton Thorne, Hank Brown, and Walker White. I know people are – I look, I'm all over the Walker White train. Love him. He's great. He's, he's just showed up to Auburn and immediately took over as a leader – and getting these young guys there, you see him at basketball games and all of that stuff. He's hyping the crowd up. He gets it, right? He gets yeah. it. I like that from my quarterback. I like him being involved in everything. You don't see too much of Peyton Thorne. Like, I don't see it. I don't see him out and about. I don't know. Some kids are different. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I like my QB to be – I like him to be vocal and uh, and out there and having a good time. I, I think Derek Hall was a great – was a great uh, – a great guy to look up to, I guess I'll say, is he was always out and about, and he let you know, like, hey, I'm a leader. An ambassador I, I think, for Auburn. Yeah, I think Eugene Asante has taken on that role. Mm-hmm. I, I think he has stepped into that student section at the Jungle, and, and he gets on IG Live always uh, just taking random people on IG Live and saying, hey, what do you love about Auburn? Tell me a little bit about why you are an Auburn fan. So – Walker has done that, but is Walker ready? Is Walker ready to take on SEC competition right out the gate? We're going to have a competition, and he's going to get a fair shot. But the the statistics and the numbers say, in the history of the Southeastern Conference, that those numbers aren't in his favor 
yet. Right. It's hard for true freshmen to do that. I'm not saying he's not going to do it, but it's hard. And we always go back, people get in the comment section, and they say, well, Bo Nix did it. Well, Bo Nix also struggled, folks. He struggled. He went to the swamp, and he struggled. We should have won that football game. We finished 9-3 and three that year. We went on the road, and we had Joe Burrow beat. Yeah, we did. But Bo struggled. Like He just – it, it, it's it, he's a true freshman. You can't ask him to walk into Death Valley in the swamp, two of the hardest places to play in America, and win those football games. That's just it's, it's it's too tall of a task. And this conference is only getting stronger with the addition of Oklahoma and Texas. So to ask Walker White to do that, it's tough, Dustin. It's tough, and and I just if you go out there and Peyton Thorne's not getting it done. Okay, then hey, Walker, right. it's your time. Maybe, maybe Hank Brown's not the answer. Walker, it's your time. Go get it. But to say he start he starts game one and you're throwing him into the fire, what happens when you throw him into the fire and he struggles against Cal? And then we play Arkansas and he struggles against Arkansas. And now people are saying, Oh, well, this it, it ain't it. It ain't right. it. We, all right, so now guess what? Walker White's confidence shot because that's what that's what's gonna happen if if it, if that scenario was to play out. I know fans, and I know how we all act. It's, <laughs> ah, that's that's terrible. That's terrible. Get him out of there. I don't even know why we believed in this cat. Yeah. And and poof, true freshman confidence down. And so let him let him sit a year and learn the offense from a guy that's played a lot of college football. And hopefully Peyton can take you to eight and four. And then you come back, you come back in 2025, which is the year that we're all got the target on to compete and really make a push for the college football playoff. That's the year where we're wanting to say, Hey, we can make this 12 team playoff. We got the talent. We got the recruiting classes. We're starting to stack them. Now you got Walker White to step in. I think that's the big picture uh, at the quarterback position because just throwing him in there, Dustin, it could happen, but it's just red flags to me right now. And the deeper we get, I know the more we'll talk about it, and I'm excited for him. I I think Walker's a great talent. I think his time at Auburn is going to be great. I think he's going to do great things. But I'm just – I got a red flag right there right now because – it's just tough in the SEC to walk in as a true freshman and do it. Yeah, um, you make a really, really good point about protecting him. That's something I really haven't yeah. thought about, just just protecting his confidence, if nothing else. Um, it will be fun, though, whenever he takes a field during A-Day. Yeah. It's going to be a standing ovation for sure. No that place will be allowed. So, yeah, man, thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't. We love all of y'all. Stay, uh, just stay looking for your fees, man. Content dropping all week. War Damn Eagle, we'll see each and every one of y'all Friday, man. Love all y'all. We're out of here. War Damn, baby.